Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our weekly Bible study right here on our website. We're glad that you have joined us today. If you're a first-time listener, uh, you only get one opportunity to be our first-time listener. If you listen a second time, we're going to adopt you. <laughs> Amen. We're going to, we want you to feel like you're part of our listening family here on the World Wide Web. Wherever you are, anywhere in the United States where this broadcast originates or anywhere in the world and that you are hearing this broadcast, uh, we do not believe you're here by accident. We believe we're here ourself to minister by divine appointment. We believe that you've come to our website by divine appointment. And if God sets up these divine appointments, there's something He wants to accomplish in our life and in your life. And now I'm, I'm not saying, you know, we're just here to minister that we're not expecting God to do anything for us, uh, as, as ministers. No, I expect God to speak to me. In fact, just, just beginning to mark a few scriptures and get ready prayerfully for this teaching today uh, from the Word of God. It is already begin. I had to pray about some things in my own life, uh, not because God is condemning me. Uh, I was convicted by my own conscience, uh, and, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit did a little of that too. But I'm telling you right now, I want to be right with God. I want to be pleasing to Him. I want to be a vessel of honor that is meet for the master's use. Praise God. I want him to use me. We used to sing it when I was in church years ago. Jesus, use me. Oh, Lord, don't refuse me. Surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. Listen, friend of mine, today I want the will of God in my life, and I know something about the will of God for your life, and I'm not a, a seer or any of that that uh, sort of thing. Uh, what I'm saying to you is, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Scriptures are very clear. It's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God loves you enough to give His Son for you. Jesus loved you enough to stay stay on the cross for you. Amen. And He will call you before this broadcast is over. He will call you to come to Him. Come unto me, He says, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in spirit, and you shall find, maybe for the first time in your life, rest for your weary soul. Praise God. Well, thank you for coming today. If you don't know the Lord, be our special guest. Hear what we Christians have as our hope, what we believe and what we receive as we walk with the Lord down in this old sin-darkened world in these last of the last days. We're going to talk about prayer today. 
And the subject is when prayer becomes a sacrificial offering. Maybe you've never looked at prayer past the petition part of it where we, we, you know, my name's Jimmy. I want all your gimme attitude. Amen. We all have needs and those needs are pressing. And if we're not, uh, taught in the Word of God that there's a whole lot more dynamics and dimensions to prayer than just asking God to meet our needs. And he he tells us to ask Him. He wants us to make Him our source. We have not initially because we ask not. Ask that we may receive, Jesus taught, that your joy may be full. Listen, God wants to answer prayer. Yes, he does, but he wants us to pray in a fellowship relationship with him, not just looking at him as, you know, like a a, a, gig, a ginormous, gigantic vending machine, and you use the right little biblical formulas, and, and you get these particular answers in this way, and, and without having to interact with him, in, in an intimate fellowship relationship. But when prayer becomes more than just petition, when prayer becomes a sacrificial offering, then it should be intimacy with God and a sacrifice to God. If you have your Bible open or you want to mark this down to study Psalm 141 and verse 2, listen to what the psalmist says here. Let my prayer be set before you as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. I mean, you know, normally we're bowing our head. Maybe we're even on our knees and on some occasions laying prostrate on our face before the Lord. But listen again. Let my prayer be set before you as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. You see, friend, prayer is not just petitions, not just presenting our needs to God. It is communion with Him, not just communication. It's about fellowship with the Father. I like what it says in one translation. It says, when I lift up my hands in prayer, may it be as the evening sacrifice. When I lift up my hands. I want to, I want to make a statement here. Prayer and praise are always linked together. The Bible says in the New Covenant, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, in prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. Not waiting to see if He answers, or how He answers, or will He answer, or when the answer comes. But in the process of prayer, we're praising Him for the answer, because we're releasing our faith in His faithfulness. Praise God. Amen. In all things with prayer and supplication, uh, let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving, with the, the hands lifted up in praise outstretched before him. Remember how the pattern prayer starts for us as Christians. Our Father who art in heaven, lifting up your hands, lifting up your heart and your voice, hallowed be thy name. 
Matthew Henry puts it this way, prayer is a spiritual sacrifice. It is the offering up of the soul and its best affections. One person who had prayed many years discovered this great truth and and, and went way beyond petition. And he said this, he said, prayer is the highest form of of praise as we make God our source and we bow before him and we bless his name. Hallelujah. Moses lifted up his hands and Israel prevailed in battle. Was this just a gesture when he lifted up his hands? The actual Chaldee tongue says he lifted up his hands in prayer. He was interceding for Israel with his hands lifted up. Our prayers, dear friend, are actually mingled with angelic offerings and presented to God in heavenly places before His very throne. Listen, I want to say that again. <laughs> Listen carefully. Our prayers are actually mingled with angelic offerings and presented to God in heaven before His very throne. Revelations 8, 3, and 4. Listen to it. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censure. And there was given to him much incense that he should offer it. Here's an angel offering incense. What did the psalmist say? Let my prayer be as the offering of the evening incense. Listen, he, that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints on the golden altar before the Lord. Look at verse 4. And the smoke of the incense, the angels and the saints of God. That's you. That's me. You say, well, I'm no saint. Are you a Christian? Amen. Then then you're a saint, not because you have a miracle has been wrought at your hands or you have lived some kind of a sacrificial uh, life that laying down your life for the poor or whatever would bring you into a, a, some some high status of sainthood. You're a saint because you're set apart unto God, sanctified unto Him. Hallelujah. Verse 4 said, In the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. You see, our prayers are a sweet-smelling savor to God. Like worship, God honors prayer because prayer honors God. Hallelujah. Revelation 5 and verse 8 It says, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, each one having a harp and a gold and golden vials. This word vials is not like you, you see in a, in a, 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 some biology class where they're, uh, science class. These are not vials, uh, in, in some, kind of experiment that's being done. Uh, Bowels full of this or that that you mix together. This is the word for bowls. These are golden bowls full of odors or incense which are are you ready for this? The prayers of the saints. You see before God receives the petition 
before we ask him for what we desperately need as we make him our source and pray to him. Our prayers, the very fact that we are communing with him, not just communicating to him our need, but actually communing with him is such a blessing to the Lord. Vows in the Greek literally means bowls, golden bowls full of incense. Prayer and praise from angels and saints in heaven and on earth are offered together before the Lord. What a holy, holy incentive today to pray without ceasing. Amen. C.H. Spurgeon put it this way. He said, let your thoughts be as psalms, your prayers as incense, and your breath as praise. Hallelujah. Won't you say that with me? Hallelujah. Praise God. Proverbs 15 and verse 8 says, the prayer of the upright is his, speaking of God, is his delight. God delights in us, and He delights, amen, when we pray and and we begin our prayer with an intimate relationship with Him. That's why the pattern prayer, it's not the Lord's prayer that we, it's the Lord's pattern for all prayer, because the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And I think one of the things that's not taught about prayer is it begins with intimacy and fellowship with God, not just acknowledging He's all-powerful. He is all-powerful. And He's he's omnipotent, therefore. And He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He is here with us. He's not sitting aloof in His heaven. Jesus Christ is with us today. The Father is with us. Amen. The Holy Spirit is abiding in us today. Hallelujah. So the prayer of a righteous man, the Bible said, availeth much. You see, our prayers bless the Lord, and our Lord blesses us with answers according to His will and His Word. Hallelujah. Amen. When prayer becomes more than just incense, when it becomes more than just routine, Jesus said, when you pray as children of God, begin your prayer like this, acknowledging a paternal, personal, intimate relationship to Him and with Him, our Father. Our Father, amen, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We we bow with deep reverence before him, but to be able to call our Creator, our Sovereign, and our Savior, Father. In fact, we are actually supposed to have such a knowledge and understanding and appreciation and appropriation of this relationship with him and to him, we are to cry, Abba, Father. The Aramaic word for daddy, literally two syllables, just like ours, dada, Abba, 
Father. And when we say Abba Father, when we come to that, that spiritual consciousness of this relationship we have with Him and to Him, amen, and that He enjoys when we take time to talk to Him, even when we're talking to Him about our needs. We are communing with Him. <laughs> like the Bible said in the New Covenant, First John, I believe it is, where it says, And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Our koinonia is the Greek word for that. And it, it's always talking about intimacy, personal relationship between two people, an intimate personal relationship, an Abba, Father relationship with our heavenly father and then we 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 don't perceive god is sitting aloof in his heaven and and so holy and so high above us and so far from us that that we could never have that kind of personal relationship with him and yet he says if you come to me in prayer with an understanding let your prayer be as the offering of incense in the evening sacrifice and with lifted up hands in praise and worship. Praise God. Friend, it changes everything when we begin our prayer, Abba, Father, our Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name this is not being casual too casual and 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 encroaching in approaching the holy without due reverence but we are absolutely absolutely not only qualified to call him abba father it is confirmed by the holy spirit himself when we do it and we maintain reverence now i hear people get in my personal opinion, sometimes we can we can get a little too casual about approaching a holy God and and you know Daddy God this and Daddy God that. Well, He is our Daddy God. He is our Abba Father, but He is God. Amen. That's why when you acknowledge Him as Father, you immediately reverence Him above any earthly father. Amen. You reverence Him. Hallowed, holy, 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 a thrice holy God, hallowed be thy name. And then we bow before we believe. We haven't asked him for anything yet. We're, we're, we're coming into his presence, bowing before him. Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We surrender to him as we bow before him. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will, before my will, thy will be done. It's the nevertheless, not what I will. I'm going to tell you what I believe I need, but you know better than I what I need. So even after I tell you what I need from you, in just a, a few seconds after that, I'm still acquiescing. I want you to know I am bowed before I'm believing you. I'm not trying to use my faith to twist your arm. <laughs> and friend, I'm going to tell you that that would be the illegal 
use of faith. And there's not enough faith in the universe to twist the arm of God or change the will of God. But there is a humbling before him. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a surrendering to him. And you'll never discover his will without that surrender. You see, faith doesn't just work apart from this relationship and this intimacy and this bowing and this surrendering. You can't just go out and, and use faith to get what you want. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can use your faith to get everything that he wills. The scripture says in the new covenant, and this is the confidence that we have in him. This is where faith expands, explodes, if you please. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us before we see any change, before the answer is manifest, we already accept it by faith. We know we have the petition that we've desired of him. <laughs> we, we, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't get up from prayer waiting for something to happen to praise him. We should praise him at the amen of our prayer. Praise should be the final amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be it unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is a hallelujah time when we finish praying. It's time to praise. You remember Paul and Silas? They were put in the Roman jail. They were held over. They wanted to kill them. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, listen, and sang praises. They were praising God. As soon as they finished praying, they started praising Him, worshiping Him, thanking Him. In all things with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Oh, friend of mine, what happened when they mingled prayer and praise, when their prayer became as the evening sacrifice and their hands were lifted up in praise? The Bible said God shook that prison with an earthquake type of shaking and, and it sprung. <laughs> it sprung all the doors that were locked open. And all of the prisoners were released from their cells, not just Paul and Silas, all oh, friend of mine. And guess what? The, 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 don't guess what? Read it in the book of Acts. But the, the jailer came and he said, they're going to kill me. <laughs> all the prisoners have escaped. And the apostle Paul looked standing around. They're all right here. All these people that could have run for their life, they had experienced a miracle. And they knew they were in the presence of a holy God and something supernatural and super holy had just occurred. Now, I'm going to tell you, when God starts answering prayer, something supernatural and super holy is occurring. Praise God. I believe, you know, little cliches are out there, and I appreciate them. Somebody wrote one to me, expect more in 24. Well, as I look into what prayer is supposed to be and what the result of this kind of praying is going to bring, I expect there to be more. (laughs) If something supernatural and super holy occurs, in 2024 because our prayer becomes as incense 
It is born out of a fellowship, intimate relationship with the Father, not just a faith that is some kind of, you know, force that just grabs what we want from God. No, 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 no. Faith is a reliance on Him and a relationship with Him. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, I don't know if you're seeing this. I, I say this so many times, and it may seem facetious, and I'm not trying to be, you know, take away from the seriousness or sincerity of this teaching today. But have you got on your shouting shoes? Do you own a pair? Is there something that you see in the Word of God that you, you're you going to do differently this coming year than you've always done it? Amen. Could, could this be a year when prayers become as incense and as the evening sacrifice and God answers supernaturally and there is so much intervention because of so much successful intercession this coming year that the church that's kind of been dead in faith and 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 looking longingly back at what we commonly call bible days when god showed up and god showed out friend of mine i believe there is in my life i'm going to do some things differently how about you And I'm expecting there to be more in 24. And that's not just a cliche. I I remember when it was going to be great in 88. I just turned 77. I've heard all the cliches down through the years. Well, 88 came and went. And uh, to be honest, it wasn't very great. (laughs) Amen. I, I imagine bef- I, when I was a child, everything was going to be nifty and fifty. <laughs> Amen. There's all kinds of little cliches we can grab a hold of. But I honestly believe if we get a hold of this great truth, we begin to pray as the children of the Most High God, having access through the veil, having access to go behind the veil, having access to the throne of God in the name of Jesus Christ because of His shed blood and His high priestly intercession in our behalf. Praise the Lord. I believe this is going to be a different year for you. And I know it's going to be a different year for me because my prayer is taking on a spiritual, sacrificial, character that it's never had. I've been so busy and so desperate for needs to be met. There is a rushing in to receive it and a rushing out to to uh, to look for that answer. But friend of mine, I want to tarry. How about you? I want to tarry in his presence before asking him for anything. It's a beautiful song. By Dottie Rambo from, a, she's with the Lord now, but one of her great songs, touching hymns of the faith that she wrote is, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I just came to talk with you, Lord. Now it's okay after you talk with him to ask him for whatever the need is. Give us this day our daily bread comes after thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
Give us this day our daily bread. I didn't come here at every every occasion of prayer. I'm not just driven to you by need, in other words. I'm drawn to you by love. I'm not just driven to you by need, as needy as I am for your help, but I'm drawn to you by love. So, Lord, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I just came to talk with you, Lord. I prayed a thousand prayers or more, a million prayers or more that I forgot to thank you for. I just came to talk with you, Lord, and spend some time just saying, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for helping me when I've needed help. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your grace. It it can go on and on. Hallelujah. Amen. Put a list of what you would like. If you could sit down and look across the table to Christ, what would you start thanking Him for? And thank God for that. Because God was in Christ on the cross, redeeming the world unto himself. Oh, friend of mine, let's have a, a revolutionary year when our prayers are heard, our prayers are answered. Praise God. And we know the joy of seeing God move in every circumstance that we're bringing before him. There's no joy like the joy of answered prayer except the joy of salvation itself. Hallelujah. I believe there's going to be more in this year. I do believe that. And that's no cliche. And that's no little saying. That's based on our understanding and application of God's Word as we hear it, heed it, and obey it. Praise God. See the intimacy part of prayer? Jesus said, when you pray, when you pray, go into the closet. Not physically necessarily, but go to a private place. Leave the cell phone outside. Leave all the other things outside. Because this is you and God. Amen. And shut to the door. (laughs) Shut everything out for a little while. And the Father who sees in secret, who shares the fellowship with you, the intimacy with you, will reward you openly. Praise God. Find a prayer closet. Find a place. Maybe go out in the garage, carport, front yard, backyard, sit in your truck, sit in your car, and talk to him a little while. My dad used to sing this song. Well, really, he didn't sing that much. He could sing it. He knew the words to it, but he could express it best when he played the fiddle. Now, my associate minister plays a violin, but my dad's from Kentucky. He played the fiddle. (laughs) Same instrument played a different way. There may be a variation, but it's certainly played differently. But the words to the song that he played was, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses.
and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. This is intimacy with God whom having not seen you love with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Where do we experience that? It's in this fellowship prayer, this intimate prayer relationship with Him. I'm going to go back to our our basic scripture today once again, Psalm 41, 41, 2. The psalmist says, Let my prayer be set before you as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Dear friend of mine, I don't know about you, but I want more in 84. I don't want just more stuff or even just more answers to prayer. I want more of the presence of God in my life. I want more of intimacy with God. I want more of walking with God. I want to be like Enoch, don't you? Jesus is coming soon. Enoch walked with God. There was a relationship, a fellowship. And he was not because God took him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Little girl heard that Sunday school class. She came home. Her mama asked her what she learned today. She said, well, you know that man Enoch? He walked with God. He was so close to God. He walked with God. And one day, while they were walking together, they'd been out together walking. While they were walking together back to Enoch's home, God told him, Enoch, it's closer to my house than it is to your house. Why don't you just come home with me? (laughs) Friend of mine, Jesus is coming soon. I want to be walking with God because he's coming to take me home. He's coming to take you home today. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, heaven can become your home today. And you can walk with God. But first you have to be reconciled to Him. Because our sins have separated us from Him. But He wants a relationship with you. He wants to forgive your sin. Come to Christ today. Repent of your sin. Receive Jesus as your Savior. And be ready for the coming of Christ and escape the wrath to come. In Jesus' name.